When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, everybody, welcome to the latest episode of All Too Real 2. My name is Michael E. Colin II, and with me, as always, is... It's uh, Sesame and Carta. Sesame and Carta. Mm-hmm. All right. And I'm, I'm sticking to that name. That's You're sticking name. to it. It's kind my of name. like how sesame seeds stick yeah. to a bun. Yeah. Exactly. How That's do they good. stick to the bun, though? I... I never, I don't know, I never really looked into that. I, I mean, that Mitch Hedberg brought this up years ago. <clears throat> is there, like a, is there a sesame seed, like, adhesive or something? Like, how does it actually stick to the bun? I don't know. I, I, uh, I'm sure if, if you looked it up, you could probably find an answer online. But I don't want to. Uh, at this point, I mean that—that that was probably the '90s when he. Yeah. Yeah, so it's probably a little bit harder to. Yeah, find but I, an I don't want to look it up. I'm too lazy. I want you to tell me, Matt. I mean, I, I mean, looked it up later. Probably. I almost called you Matt again. I mean, come on. <laughs> no, no, yeah, my name is Sesame, but um, uh, <clears throat> I imagine it's probably something where <clears throat> they actually make that, like, with the bun itself. Like, they don't put it on top of the bun, but, like, they, like... Oh. But, no, that still wouldn't make sense, because you would still need to insert the seeds <clears throat> on top of the bun, or not insert, but, but I don't know. There's got to be some kind of uh, coating, maybe, like a glaze that they put on the bun, and then that causes the seeds. But some of the seeds do fall off a little bit, I think, though. Yeah, that's that, I don't think people... Pay attention to that, probably, but if you like, you know, watch like if you look at your plate or whatever when you're when you're done, you probably see a, like at least a couple seeds, you know, that fallen off. But um, uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe they uh, maybe they put it in some oil for like a few seconds, just like a like really short time, and then maybe that will maybe that gets the seeds like stuck on. And then they let the buns like cool off. I don't know. That seems kind of elaborate for like fast I mean, food Maybe rest. I'll investigate I this during our break. <clears throat> yeah. We should do an episode about that. <clears throat> um, how how sesame seeds started becoming on hamburgers or how that became a thing. You know, or whatever. That would be interesting. Yes. Because uh, some places don't do it. <clears throat> you know, it really depends on what burger place you're going to. You might go to like Red Robin or, um, or just like any regular diner whatever you know it really depends on you know what kind of bun um you're going to get did you ever um get the uh the moron burger before there was a restaurant uh in toledo called i forgot the name of it but um have you, have you ever you ever heard of that before i've heard of it but i never had it. 
Okay. Well, Moron, do you know what it is or, or not? Uh, no, I don't. Okay. So, Moron Burger was from this restaurant in the 70s, <clears throat> maybe early 80s, too. I'm not sure how long it lasted. I don't remember the name of it. My parents used to go there a few times when they were younger. Um, eventually, you know, went out of business. And um, and they uh, bought this Chinese restaurant. I don't know if, if the Chinese restaurant bought the business itself or, or bought the building. I don't know exactly how it worked out. But <clears throat> somehow the, the restaurant, the, like they, they wanted the rights to that burger because that was like a sort of like a pop kind of like a diners dives type of thing like people you know, like if they came to toledo they would like that that would be like a thing that they would try like rudy's yeah. hot dog and they would probably try this thing too that's kind of like that sort of thing so <clears throat> so this chinese restaurant bought the rights to the to the burger you know if anyone wanted to get that you know in, instead of chinese food or if they wanted to you know just to go hog wild and order both chinese food and the burger so it's called the moron burger because the idea was that you would be a moron to eat the whole burger because it was like so huge. But if you did um, like eat it all at one sitting at the restaurant, you'd like get like your name on the wall or what that type of you know gimmick or whatever. But what's interesting about this burger though is that it was it was really flat, so the bun was like really really wide, like circumference, and like the the burger patty was like really 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 thin. But you're still probably eating like the equivalent of like a triple whopper, you know, or whatever, you know, at burger or like a quadruple whopper, even like at Burger King. But it was like such like a wide, and that that was sort of like a. How do we get on this again? Uh, we're talking uh, about seeds. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, but <laughs> I, I'm thinking, um, you know, that that's like a cardiac arrest in on a bun, right? Yeah, but. Uh, huh. That was that was why they called the Moron Burger. So that's the story. And um, I, I don't I don't know the name of the restaurant. I I think I did try to look it up a couple of years ago <clears throat> to find some you know some information like some his, like Toledo history, but I don't think anything came up. So I think it's very very obscure Toledo history that like me, my parents, and maybe my brother or a few other people know about. But it's like because the Chinese restaurant that bought it, I think they went out of business eventually too. And nobody well, bought the rights. We'll have to investigate this sometime. And if anybody yeah, maybe, yeah. knows about this, message yeah. me at mike at cullenpark.com and let me know. Um, <clears throat> okay, so today on the show, we are covering the unaired pilot for the short-lived Nickelodeon, at least in the United States, television series called Space Cases. Came out <laughs> in the mid-90s like most of these type of shows did. Um, (laughs) And it was kind of like, I don't know, I want to say like Star Trek for kids. (laughs) Yeah. Kind of. Kind of. Yeah. What, uh, what'd you think of this episode, Matt? I mean, excuse me, sorry, I called you Matt. Yeah. Uh, uh, no, you know, we, you know, it's like, what was I going to say? I was going to tell a joke and I forgot. <laughs> no, it was a really, <laughs> well, it's was, it was a, it a bad, well, a bad joke in the sense that it's not funny, but then there's also implication where I said, what if we put Matt seeds on the hamburger buns, but that sounds really bad. So, uh, 
You know, uh, yeah, that sounds like cannibalism. Sounds like a yeah, you know something out of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre too or something. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> chopped me up a bit, put me on a hamburger bun. But anyway, yeah. so uh, yeah, like part two where they had the chili cook off. That was humans and that. That was a weird. That was part two. Check, yep. Check. Yeah. Anyway, yep. The great old Texas chili cook off. <laughs> anyway, so um, <clears throat> I liked it. I actually enjoyed. Enjoyed it quite a bit. In fact, uh, the 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 film was pretty bad, like grainy, you know, stuff like that. But yeah, you know, it was good. I liked it. I, I I enjoyed it for what it was. Um, I remember trying to watch the show when it was on. I don't know about the actual episodes if they're anything like what this um, was, but they were. This this was you know like you said it was kind of choppy the video and everything, but the actual show was pretty popular for a couple seasons. I mean, it was short-lived, but it did last two seasons. So, um, I don't know. Might watch more of it. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I might watch some of it, too. I didn't know it went on for a whole two seasons. So, so like, I, I still don't understand the concept of unaired pilot. Like, um, like unaired start pilot, some, show. sometimes it's for a show that was never picked up. Sometimes mm-hmm. they make a pilot for a show and then they don't air it because they decided to change some things before the show went to air. Oh, okay. All I right, do I know see. that they like <clears throat> the one major change I can see visually was uh Jewel State who plays uh the character of Catalina, her haircut mm-hmm. changes between the unaired pilot and the actual first episode. Oh, okay. I yeah, see. she's the one with like multicolored hair in this episode. Um, she yeah. still has multicolored hair, but it's more like a bowl cut or something, or like a bob or something in the in the uh, actual TV series. And she's regular, only on the show yeah. for one season too. So, oh, yeah, I like her. I like her haircut. Too. Her hair that was pretty yeah. cool. I mean, she's a good actress. I liked her on Firefly. Um, she went on to star on that, which another space drama. So, <laughs> yeah, that was a lot more. Um, successful and cult cult fandom well, cult stuff like standing, that. but it only lasted 13 episodes so that was it, just one season yeah, yeah <clears> i've heard i've heard longer. of people <laughs> yeah i've heard of people that they actually even to this day like 20 years later still have not watched the final episode because like in their minds it feels like it's like still like it's it's not over or whatever um <clears throat> Like that's commitment right there. Yeah, they're right? they're supposed to be rebooting it for like Disney Plus or something. So we'll see how that happens. Oh, so um, God forbid they'll give them a second season, but they'll just reboot it. Um, yeah, it's gonna know. be well. The the thing the problem with that is the word reboot means something different to like anybody. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> I mean, it's it's like is it is it a remake? Is it a reboot? Is it a continuation reboot? Is it a remake? Reboot? Oh, okay. You know, it's like I don't yeah. know which it is because. People will say reboot for anything. That's, yeah, like, that's true. Like, like, like when uh, when they get a new James Bond, they're like, "Oh, we're rebooting the series." But is that that's kind of continuation? But it's not really. But it's you know, and then you know, you'll have people that'll be like, you know, the new Star Wars movies were a reboot of the series, but they really were just sequels. Um, so right, yeah, they're a continuation of the story. Yeah, yeah exactly. So I mean, yeah. And it's then I, terrible, I, I've even heard people but. call re, out and out remakes, reboots. Like they'll they'll be like, "Oh, this is the, you know, 
reboot of this show, but I mean, something honestly like How I Met Your Father is a reboot of How I Met Your Mother in a way because it's a continuation, but it's still a reboot because right, going yeah, back, exactly, you know, yeah. Because you have Rob. Well, sorry, I shouldn't say anything. Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, sorry, I didn't mean to let that slip. But um, oh, that's fine. But, yeah, <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. I, th- I think yeah. the statute of limitations are out on that. Um, the uh, <laughs> oh, okay, that's fine. Uh, <laughs> the um, so, anyways, this show does um, does star Walter Jones, who later on was one of the original, I believe, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Okay. Um, he plays Harlan Band. Uh, we've got Christian Air as Radu. We got Raya Azizi as Bova. Tamson Kelsey as TJ Davenport. Marcel Janin as Jesse. Paige Christina as Rosie Lani. I don't know. I can't pronounce this. Um, <laughs> and uh, Anika Maternus Thelma. Um, okay. We do have guest star David Schram as Yeehaw Jones. <laughs> People will probably know him as Roy Biggins from the TV show Wings. Um, which he was really good on. So, plays a very similar character here, kind of a scheming sort of guy. <laughs> which he's good but in at. space. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> so yeah. Um. What uh, what happened in this episode here, Sesame? Um. So Sesame exactly. Um. So that's my, that's my name. Um. They're like stuck on this ship. Uh. We don't really know why at this point, <clears throat> but they're, they're on there and they're, they don't really know how the ship works yet. They're, you know, it was alien technology. So they're trying to, you know, figure out how the thing runs. And uh, I don't really know most of the character names, except for, for some reason, Delma is the only character name person I remember <laughs> in the show. Um, but one of the guys, he's like playing like this weird version of chess. Yeah, we um, start out and we've got Harlan and Bova. They're playing yeah, okay, what's right, called right. Minbar Chess. Yeah, right. Min, yeah. And it's like, kind of like a thing where it's like a tower. It's almost like Jenga in a sense where it's like, like I mean, just the way it's structured, not so much how it's played, but like... And, and yeah, Harlan... bring up Star Trek again, it's kind of similar to, I think there's like a Vulcan version of Chess and, or something in Star Trek where it's actually multi-layers like that mm-hmm. too. Yeah, so he's he's playing with this kid. I forgot his name, or at least he looks younger. I'm not sure, you know, what his age is and alien, you know, years or whatever. But yeah, Bova uh-huh. Har- Harlan is playing with Bova. So okay, Har- Harlan is the is 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 the African American gentleman. Okay, Bova is the alien. So <laughs> all right, good. Now, so now I know three of the, at least three of the. Mm-hmm. So Harlan, he 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 thinks he's won the game, but then. Bova's like sleeping, I guess, but then he wakes up and then he just makes a move and just wins the game. And Harlan gets mad and breaks the whole set. I'm like, okay, dude, it's like you lost a game of chess. Like, come on, you know, it's not a big deal. <clears throat> but um, I don't know. I used to do that a lot. 
And, but he had a lot in his mind because he, he's like he's sort of like being treated like like he's not really part of the team or he's not really given like um, <clears throat> like any kind of responsibility by like the captain. So he's yeah. kind of feeling a little bit like like he's sort of like inferior, doesn't really know his place, or is not really given a place in like the hierarchy or whatever of the of like the ship. And um, so then like this dude like does like a space call, I guess you would call it like a zoom space call. And it's like this, and it's this Yihad guy. And he's like a salesman. He's like, I've got everything that you could ever dream of or whatever. And so then like Harlan, like an idiot, just like lets him on board, like without any research or like looking into like who this guy is. And so the captain, I forgot his character's name, gets pissed off. And then, um, basically says like, you know, he's not going to give him like, any responsibility at all anymore because of, of that. And this guy, so the epi- the name of the episode is called Breath of a Salesman. And it's because every time he talks, like this weird green, like breath stuff comes out of his mouth and it stinks, I guess. I don't know how that's like, if that's like an intentional thing or, or what, I don't know. But like, and so like he's selling like all of his wares, you know, and then he's like, we got such and such converters and blah 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 or whatever and and nose plugs and everyone's like oh nose plugs yeah, yeah and he's like like I don't know everyone always seems to go for for them first you know like like he's confused about that like he doesn't understand he has bad breath or he does and he does it on purpose to get people to buy nose plugs I don't know it, he seemed genuinely confused about that so maybe maybe. Maybe that part he actually wasn't scheming. He just didn't understand that he has bad breath. I don't know. So then um, he basically goes on to his whole, you know, his scheming self, if you will, where he realizes that um, Harlan's kind of a sucker for anything that sounds cool because he's a moron. Sorry, it's this mean. He's a nice guy. But um, and he's like, oh. I've got this, um, cause he tells him like, like, how, how would you guys get on this ship or whatever? And like Harlan just goes and just tells the whole story. I'm like how they got there. I'm like, okay, that's not really smart to just like divulge like your if, entire, if we learned life anything story. from stay street, staying street smart. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> previous episodes, everything yep. Harlan does here is wrong. Yeah. Capricorn. Yeah, would be no. Well, he wouldn't be disappointed because he made the exact same mistakes over and over and over, and he had the advantage of having a, a zapper that just put him back the previous day. But whatever, that's that's a whole other matter. Yeah, they needed corny, corny on the ship. Yeah, corny the fucking moron. But anyway, so uh, and and he, not only is he a moron, he was sent to this planet with the explicit purpose of actually teaching people how to do these things, and he himself is actually worse at doing the things. Than the people he's trying to teach, but that's again. Yeah, yeah no listen matter. to our previous uh, episode, and you'll understand. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that, no matter. The, but that, so, um, so the, you know, you know, Yeehaw's like, oh well, I've got one of these special something, something, whatever that will, you know, put you into warp speed or whatever, or like a wormhole. I don't remember what he said. Something like that. Yeah, some kind like of converter that. that'll do something. <laughs> And then all you gotta do is, is sign this contract. I'm like, oh, great. That's gonna go over really well. And then it's like, well, we, I don't really have any money. He's like, hey, don't worry. You know, I got real easy payment plans or whatever. Like, okay, it's fine. So then, like, he, you know, then, um, uh, the, not Caitlin, what's her name? Um, Catalina. Uh, 
sorry, Catalina, which is interesting because I mm-hmm. thought the actress was the the woman who played Caitlin Ryan from Degrassi at first because of how grainy the film was. But yeah, there's like a Catalina. decade difference in age there. But that, <laughs> yeah, well, I didn't similar. think about that. Yeah, yeah, I didn't think about that. And then I then I thought, oh well, she also looks like the the girl who played Becca in Flash Forward. That was a Disney um, Channel TV show back like in the mid mid nineties, and I, I was a huge you know, flash forward fan <clears throat> at that point. I mean, you know, like, you know, super, super fans, we used to call ourselves flashers. Oh wait, that sounds bad. Um, anyway, so, um, that was, that's, that's, not, a, joke, that's but, not a good one to call yeah, yourself. That, that, no. that, that was a dumb joke, but no, I, I had to say joke. It was just not a good thing to call yourselves. <laughs> exactly. You know, so, you know, uh, us 13 year olds call ourselves flashers. <laughs> no, it's totally made up. That's not a term that was used for, for super fans okay i'm digging myself a hole here anyway so uh you know because it was all grainy so it was kind of hard to, to make out but like just to, just to let you know it actually was the same actress on flash forward as playing catalina so that was that was becca the, yeah, the, the girl state i had to look it up nice. i thought it might be nice that was see yeah i knew i knew I, I knew i had i was right about something nice all right so um so that she and she's like kind of over over here in the, the combo, and then she jumps in. It's like you can't sign that contract, and I'll scream if you sign it. So then she like lets out like this almost like dog whistle scream, like where no one else can hear it, but it's like cracking glass and stuff like that. So anyway, so so what happens after that, good sir? Um. So uh, the rest of the crew they're trying to figure out what's up with uh the engine ship doesn't didn't come with uh in i guess uh the name of the ship is the christas <laughs> um so they're trying to get the christas engine to work um the, the ship didn't come with instruction manual and thelma isn't very helpful um she's the like robot that they have um <laughs> uh Catalina assures everyone that her invisible friend Susie is an engineering genius who can explain everything, but the others don't take her imaginary f- take her imaginary friend seriously. Boy, she keeps saying it's an invisible friend from a different dimension, not her imaginary friend. Um, Goddard is a uh, tolerant of Catalina's delusion. But Miss Davenport is not. Mm-hmm. Um, Bova comes down to the engineering. He tells the rest of the crew that the salesman is on board. They uh, go to a cargo bay to meet him and find it filled with junk from all over the universe. Um, Jones... Uh, like I said, he slips something into his mouth and eagerly introduces himself to everyone. And his breath is so foul that it actually brings Goddard to his knees. And everyone is devastated by Yeehaw's breath. Yeehaw's breath, that is the name of my next novel. Um, <laughs> yes. Everybody except for Radu, who doesn't seem to notice. Um Basically, he, he makes his uh, first sale, like you said before, nose plugs. Mm-hmm. Um, he's uh, fascinated to meet Radu because he is a 
Radu is a Andro Madon. <laughs> I think it's an, an Andromedon. Andromedon. Yeah. I'm trying to. Yeah. <laughs> uh, hard they, word. I guess they are very rare and reputed to be incredibly strong. So, uh, basically, Goddard then uh, yells at. Uh, at uh, Harlan for letting Yeehaw on board and <laughs> <laughs> noting that, you know, stranger danger, man, you know, um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> basically, exactly. <clears throat> um, then Thelma, um, she meets a uh, Yeehaw who has an Android assistant named Jesse. Um, and they seem to hit it off and kind of have this little flirtatious thing going on. Um, you want to take a quick break here and we'll come back and talk about the rest of the episode, Matt? Uh, yeah, sure. Okay, we'll be right back, folks. No Outlet Live. Hey, I'm Jay Remy, host of No Outlet Live. If you're in a podcast that explore any and everything, check us out. We stream anywhere you listen or watch podcasts, or just type No Outlet Live, one word, in your Google search bar to find the show. Live Saturdays at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on Facebook. No Outlet Live, your road to boredom ends here. Do you like Tessa? Do you think this will be a date that can last? Well, uh, she's not very articulate. And so we are back from outer space. Yep. I'm kind of disappointed. I wanted to stay in space a little bit longer. I'm back from outer space. Find you here with that look upon your face. I should have changed that stupid lock. I should have made you leave your key. Uh, what's that from? The it's Counting Crows song? No, it's not Counting Crows. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's I Will Survive. <laughs> Oh, well, it's usually a Counting Gross song, so <laughs> that's usually the lyrics you quote the most. So <laughs> now I'm back from outer space. <laughs> okay, so um, we've got uh, we've got the okay. Yeehaw! He overhears Bova and Rosie. Which one was Rosie again? <laughs> I, I don't remember any of the characters' names. No, me either. Like I, I watched the show and I, I like retained. Like almost the entire episode, like plot wise, but like I don't remember the character's name. Rosie was, um, oh, I think Rosie was like the the older woman, like not old, but she was like the adult woman with the glasses. I think no, that was uh, that was Mrs. Davenport. Oh well, uh, maybe Rosie was the one with the weird colored skin. Maybe rose colored skin. I don't even remember that one. Oh yeah, yeah, now I do. Okay, yeah. So, anyways, um, uh, Bova. So, so Yeehaw mm-hmm. overhears Ro- Rosie and Bova talking about how their trip home will take seven years and gets an idea. He sells Harlan a worm warp drive converter kit, which will turn their ship into a portable wormhole generator. He promises Harlan an easy payment plan. Catalina is convinced this is a bad idea, but Harlan is determined to impress Commander Goddard by getting them home. He signs the contract. Catalina tries to stop him, but can't. Then she tries to tear up the contract, but she can't do it either because it's ironclad. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Yeehaw reveals the terms of his easy payment plan. They have to give Radu to Yeehaw, so it's basically slavery here. Um, yeah, 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 exactly. Mm-hmm. Slavery in Space. <laughs> That's the name of my next yep. novel. Slavery in Space, yeah. And uh, um, so <laughs> Harlan has no problem with those terms, but Catalina, Catalina is, of course, you know, like any person should be horrified at the fact that they just sold a human being, or a, or not a human being, but a <clears throat> a space being. Um, um, Yeehaw wants, uh, you know, Radu because they're valuable and he thinks he would make a good sideshow exhibit. Or, Pretty much like a or circus. Or a slave. And like, yeah, or a slave. <laughs> yes. Or a fighter. You know, yes. like, uh, uh, you know, hey, go beat up this guy and make me money. You know, yeah, type which, which, is, you know, which is kind of slavery in itself. It's it kind is. Of like, yeah, it it's is. kind of like Gladiator or something. Yeah, um, exactly. Okay, Radu is also furious when he finds out, of course, because, you know, why wouldn't you be furious if you're about to be sold into slavery? By someone who you consider to be your friend, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. I didn't know that that yeah. person had the right to sell his friend into slavery. I'll just Which let you didn't. know this, Sesame, for for any reason whatsoever, I will never sell you into slavery. <clears throat> well, I, I appreciate Without that. your permission. Oh, wait. <laughs> <clears throat> Well, then if it was my permission, by definition, it would be slavery then. That's, so, I, uh, I, well, it could still be. No, it wouldn't be. It, it, if slavery, by definition, I is guess it would be indentured servitude then. Indentured um, servitude. Yeah. Well, yeah. that that still that still has some sense of coercion on it. If it's completely yeah. willing, mm-hmm. I would just be a, a paid servant essentially. Is what I would be. Which I I don't consent well, not, to that. Not if, not if you're not getting paid and you're just doing the work for free, and I'm oh. getting paid. Well, yeah, then that's 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 yeah. getting into like some some weird gray gray area territory. That's Either way, of, I that's appreciate the name it. of my next novel. It's called Volunteered Slavery, and um, uh, <laughs> you're you're gonna get canceled, man. Ooh, you're gonna get canceled by the woke mob, man, because you mentioned the word slavery, brother. Well. We're not allowed to talk about slavery if no more. If enough people Wait, listen no, to this we... podcast for that to happen, I'd be more than happy to let it happen. Um, so, uh, <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> just joking. So, um, <laughs> so, anyways, Redu's like you know pissed off because he's about to be sold into slavery. Um, Goddard and Yeehaw threaten each other. Thelma appeals to Jesse. Um, to you know the the other android <laughs> and uh, mm-hmm. ta- talks Yeehaw into taking an alternative payment, Thelma. So now it's going to be a robot slavery. Um, yeah. <clears throat> yep. Hmm. And everyone's okay with it. They're like, Oh, we're, we're going to miss you. Yeah. They it's, basically just like, like, are like, cool. Thanks for making the sacrifice. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? Guys? But, but of course, <laughs> Thelma is not sure if she wants to go. Um, Right. Harlan, you know, consoles Thelma, learns that she isn't sure she wants to go. Um, Worse, her feelings seem to be hurt because everyone was upset about Radu leaving, but nobody cares about her leaving. Right. Um, She's confused because she's not supposed to have feelings, but she's starting to have feelings, even though she's an android. Um, Mm -hmm. Harlan explains that they are. that, That they thought Thelma wanted to go with Jesse. 
and apologize. Um, just not true at all. Yeah. Um, because they were like, it wasn't like, oh, she wants to go. It's great. They were like, oh, cool. See you later. Like, you know, like. So they. Um, so then they attach um, this uh, device that Yeehaw gave them to the uh, <clears throat> to the engines. Catalina tells Goddard and Davenport that her invisible friend Susie says the device is causing problems. Davenport, of course, doesn't take it seriously, but isn't willing to better life on it. So, <laughs> upon investigation, they discover that the ship can't handle the power and is going to blow up. Um, and they're all going to die. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile... Yeehaw spots uh, the Minbar chessboard. Harlan challenges him to a game. Harlan um, plays better than he ever has before. Harlan baits Yeehaw into a wager. Um, the contract against the Krista. So he basically puts the ship up against their contract. Again. Yeah. He da- endangers the ship for mm-hmm. like the third time. Uh. <laughs> then, then Harlan uses the same unbeatable maneuver that Bova had used at the beginning of the episode. Oh. Except for that Yeehaw knows how to beat the maneuver. Meanwhile, the ship is about to blow up. Following Susie's advice, uh, transmitted through Catalina, Goddard saves the ship at the exact moment that Harlan defeats Yeehaw in oh. the chess match. <clears throat> nice. Woo! And so did Yeehaw know that the machine didn't work? Like was he was like I'm willing was to he bet he did. I'm I'm willing to bet he did, but okay. who knows? Um, okay. Meanwhile, the like the ship's about to blow up. Yeehaw beats. Uh, you know he 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 gets beaten. He takes a hasty retreat off of the off of that, and says and uh, Jesse says a fond farewell to Thelma. Goddard commends Harlan for clearing up his own mess. But uh, when he finds out how he did it, um, he gets pissed off, and uh, the ship sails off into the sunset. And then that's when we go into episode one. Well, technically episode two, but episode yeah. one of the actual show, <clears throat> actual series. Um, so my whole thing, though, is if he, if Yeehaw knew <clears throat> that the the machine was a piece of shit. Like, why was he willing to let himself get blown oh, up that's on board? True. I, f- I forgot the fact that he'd still be on the ship, too, when it blew up. Or maybe he didn't think that they'd try it that soon or something yeah, like that. Yeah, or... hoping that they'd wait until he got off to try it. <laughs> yeah, because he did seem kind of scared when it was all smoking and stuff like that. And yeah. He was like, all right, well, we'll, 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 we'll get out of here now or whatever yeah. type of thing. Yeah, he probably knew it was a piece of shit, but... Uh... <clears throat> so yeah, any any final thoughts here on this episode, or anything we missed? Uh, see here, I don't know if we missed anything. Um, <clears throat> I think that was pretty much it. Like the plot wise, it was pretty straightforward. Um, you know, I I really liked it. I, I mean, I was actually kind of surprised of how much I liked it. Um, like I would actually rewatch this like sometime. Like mo- most of the stuff we watch, like I never watch ever again. Yeah. So, but um but like i actually might even like watch the series on youtube because i got a few episodes up there so um you know 
kind of a blast from the past, even though I never actually watched the show when it came out. But as I said before, I was a big flash forward fan, flashers as we called ourselves back in the day. And um, again, 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 we, um, we never did. <clears throat> yeah. Again, um, <laughs> you probably shouldn't call yourselves that. No, but you know what's interesting though is that there was like a, a a meta moment in that show because in one of the episodes, I think it was one of the, <clears throat> I think it was in the last season of Flash Forward, and it was I don't know if it was like the beginning of the season or near the end where Tucker he's he's like the main male character yeah and like Ben he's Foster's like, character Ben Foster which. One of my favorite actors of all time, um, uh, which it, which is introduced to me by Flash Forward. That was how I how I yeah. first knew him. Well, not knew him, but knew him as an actor. And then uh, he actually, um, well, they caught. Well, no, I guess he went streaking, which is not the same thing as flashing. So I guess technically it's not the same thing. But there was that's, an episode that's true. where it's, it's it's a variant on the same it's a, thing. Well, because with streaking. It's it's not you're not um I guess the intent is what changes the difference. So like with streaking, you're just running naked, whereas flashing, you're you're deliberately trying to expose yourself. So that's why I said it's a complete joke. We did not call ourselves flashers. I was just being immature because I'm having a weird day where I'm like I'm really silly and I'm like in like the mindset of like a 19 year old today. So whatever. And then um that's okay. It happens sometimes. Sometimes. So uh. The show was uh, co-created by <clears throat> Peter David, who uh, was a writer on Babylon 5, which was a similar type of show. Young Justice, he wrote a couple of Spider-Man video games. Oh. Wrote Ben 10. Um, X-Men, the animated series back in the day. Um, oh. Anyways, um, also... Interestingly, the other co-creator is Bill Mummy, who um, played Will Robinson on the original Lost in Space. Interesting. So, you know, <clears throat> we got some space pedigree here on the space cases. Yeah. Yeah. And the TV series ran... Um, it was ran from ninety seven uh, ninety six to ninety seven, a total of twenty seven episodes, but spread out know. in two seasons. So it's not too bad. Yeah. So yeah, um, I the the like reviews of the show are pretty good, so I'm not even going to bother reading them. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. So yeah, you only got to read the bad ones. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> So, <clears throat> well, because it was a fun show, it was mm-hmm. it's fun. It's uh, you know, it's silly. It's it's kind of made for kids, I guess. But um, it's you know, it was it was it's, enjoyable. It's, it's kind of like Star Trek meets Lost in Space, or kind of Voyager sort of thing. Star Trek Voyager, you know, for kids, you know. Yeah, yeah. For the Nickelodeon set, um, on a real low budget, yeah. um. Yeah, man. I mean, I could tell it was low budget. <laughs> yeah, I, I did read some trivia that uh, they used like, um, <clears throat> like uh, game parts, like like board game parts and different things like that <laughs> for control for, for using for the controllers. And they also had to use uh, discarded props from "Are You Afraid of the Dark." <clears throat> 
Oh, man. And stuff like that. So, like, other Nickelodeon shows, they had to use the props from those shows because they didn't have that big of a budget. So. Yeah. That's, like, that's like less than, like, Legends of Tomorrow Season 1 with, like, mm. the ship. Like, yeah. Like, of how bare the ship was at that. Because, like, the ship yeah. has gotten more, more um, complex over the seasons. But, yeah. uh. <clears throat> yeah, man. Anyways, um, any other thoughts here before we wrap things up? Uh, no, just the usual. Just, um, you know, do all the normal safety precautions you need to do to make yourself, you know, um, healthy physically and mm-hmm. and or mentally healthy. Um, <clears throat> pray for Ukraine if you are a person who prays. Um, meditate on Ukraine if you're into, like, New Age secret law of attraction stuff um donate if you have the money or the means to of expendable income you know to either any kind of cause you want i'm, I'm just using ukraine as an example because that's the uh i wouldn't say that's the main thing that's happening because there's stuff going on all over the world but uh it's um it's just a reality. It's not. It's not. It's not. A, it's not like it's a good thing, but it is a reality that when a war breaks out in Europe, it does tend to affect the world more so when there's a war somewhere else. And I'm not saying that's a good thing. I'm just saying that's a, a factual thing that happens. Um, you know, we can get into a whole conversation about why that is, and obviously, ethnicity and race does play a factor into that. But it's, it's a very serious. Um, situation going on and uh and you know hopefully it will be resolved soon but i don't think it's going to be i think it's going to be months or even perhaps years and um so yeah um just uh just keep your heart open be compassionate um try to put yourselves into other people's shoes um not literally well if you want to i guess but um uh, I mean, yeah, just realize that, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of pain in the world right now. Yeah. People are going through a lot of stuff and just make you know. sure if you put your feet in other people's shoes that they fit and, um, and you might want to like, you know, maybe make sure they're clean too. Cause you know, other yeah. people's feet in there and stuff like that, you know, I mean, cause the only time I really ever put my feet in other people's shoes is when I go bowling. And, um, yeah. and even then, even then, I'm like, I'm not gonna do that anymore. I'm gonna get no. my own shoes. Like, I'm not gonna be putting yeah my my feet in other people's shoes that like twelve people have worn the past two hours. Are you kidding me? No. Oh, they spray some shit in there. No, I don't. Well, not shit. They spray some. They spray shit in there. That would be bad. But um. <clears throat> but anyways, folks. Yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> be safe. Love one another. Check out our Patreon. Check out our T Public. Speaking of t-shirts, buy a Cullen Park Productions t-shirt. Right now, $20 a t-shirt. They're beautiful. You can get a sweatshirt for $40 mm-hmm. up until up until uh, March 30th. Uh, half of the money that you spend on that goes right to uh, Cullen Park Productions to help uh, support this podcast and movies and other things that we do. Yep. Um, also, um, you know, follow us on all the social meds. And... Uh, you know, give us a five-star review wherever you can. Uh, We're five-star men, like Dennis Reynolds says. Yes, we are. <laughs> we are. I'm a five-star man. Mm-hmm. We <clears throat> both are. Sesame. Yep. Um, Sesame and me. 
Ooh, sesame. I like that. So, (laughs) anyways, until next time, wear a mask, wear a condom, be good, and bye-bye. Thanks for listening to All Too Real 2 Podcast, a Cullen Park production. Produced and edited by Michael E. Cullen II. Music by Matthew Haas. Subscribe and share the show. Visit us at cullenpark.com. Thank you.